0: We work hard, we play hard. We are gamerpreneurs, individuals who have chosen to give up the security of a nine-to-five in favor of getting to set our own hours, of doing the work that we want to do, and we refuse to give up the hobby that we grew up with in order to, quote, grow up. We have learned countless laws of life and sales from the games that we play, and we excel in everything we do. We see the wonder and glory in every interaction. We fit in awkwardly with the rest of the world because they don't understand our quirkiness, and we wear it as a badge of pride. We are focused, clear, and know what we want. We are gamerpreneurs, and we are taking over the world. hey there everybody welcome to the gamerpreneur podcast I'm your host dr. Bradford Carlton today I have a very special guest with us I have Adam Salim hi there Adam hey Brad how are you doing today doing quite well thank you for asking so um why don't you go ahead and begin by telling us a little bit about yourself who are you Adam
1: yeah that's a good question I'm just a guy who's a venture capitalist for fun really I I don't know how else to better explain my lifestyle outside of just being a wandering nomad. Yeah.
0: Wandering nomad. I love it. Okay. Um, so let me, uh, I always start every interview with one question. I'm going to throw it at you too, and then we'll get right into the life of a wandering nomad venture capitalist. (laughs) Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Adam? Definitely a 10 for sure. Okay. Why is that? No, I, I'm anti-social, uh, it's
1: my personality, but then like, you know, I'm a public speaker, you know, I go to different events around the world and I, I have to put myself in very uncomfortable situations for myself. But then like, you know, I do that for work, but when I'm at home by myself, like, I'm not going to be associating with all these people like that. I would normally talk to doing workouts I'm just in my room, like, you know, playing games or like, you know, working on businesses.
0: So what you're saying is you're basically a typical gamer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see how that makes you weird then. (laughs) All right, so uh, why don't you kind of go ahead and give us your gaming cred? When did you start playing video games? Yeah, so ever since I was four, right, I picked up a
1: few games which kind of changed my life in a way where I didn't understand just how impactful gaming would be. So I I started playing games like Doom, you know, uh, Super Smash Bros, and like all these different games where I realized uh, early on, you know, as a kid, gaming is something where, you know, if it was Super Mario Kart, right? I was, I was playing these games, uh, you know, all afternoon. And I, I just wanted to learn more about how, uh, you know, people were brought together by gaming because in my family, gaming was a community thing. And that's what I had been brought up as.
0: Okay, fantastic. Now, um, how did you transition from being kind of just a, a gamer to doing business and being a gamer?
1: Yeah, so that's the part which is weird, right? I didn't want this career or calling as a business person within the gaming world. I I wanted to just play games and have fun, you know, family and friends. So then I realized that with all the experience and knowledge I have as a gamer ever since I was a kid, you know, that has real value in the world's marketplace and people will pay for that value, right? If you teach them about what you know as games, right, in terms of uh, the user experience, right, when someone's actually playing Mario Kart, right, how does someone feel when they play Mario Kart, you know? How do you get them to join an event for Mario Kart online? Maybe how do you get them to show up for that for Mario Kart online, right? Those things, if you can solve those problems, as right? you can get uh, those solutions, right? People will pay you for those things. And I realized that early on as a teenager in high school and I was like, wow, all this time I've been playing games, I didn't know that my gaming skills would translate to real world skills where I can use them in business.
0: Absolutely, amen. Amen, I understand hundred percent. Like I had the same exact experience. Like everything I learned from video games turns out were the most important lessons of my life that applied to business. So what are you playing now?
1: So right now I do my best to focus on a new game. So Rainbow Six Siege, right? And then if I'm feeling very confident, I'm gonna play Star Wars Last Jedi, but I'm not super confident these days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, anything coming out soon that you're looking forward to? That's a good question. So, I've been looking really forward to Halo Infinite. Okay. That does look pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. Um, and I'll come out with my last video game question before we really get into the business stuff, because that's really what I want to touch on. What's your favorite video game of all time? Like, if you had to pick one trapped on a desert island kind of situation,
1: it's definitely Doom. That, that game. The original? Yeah. When I first okay. played Doom, I was a kid again, right? So, like, I never experienced anything like that before. And so I was like, "Wow, I didn't know uh, there were like events and tournaments around this game, and, and also like you know world champions and like all these different things as a kid." And so I, I played that game, and I didn't play competitively. I just I just wanted to play the game just to enjoy the game for what it is. Like you know, it was uh, you know a great work of art, and that's something which you uh, know not many people really nowadays they know about the original. Mm-hmm. Doom game, they just they just like think about it, but they don't get to like experience it.
0: Sure, I mean, I I think it came out roughly when I was young, so it was still. It was, I remember everybody freaking out about it because it was just so violent. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about the business now. You're a, a wandering nomad venture capitalist. Yeah. How did you end up being that?
1: Yeah. So what happened is very very funny in my aspect. So. I did not want to go directly into venture capital. I, I wanted to study computer science. The problem was computer science wasn't going to pay my bills, right? I had to get a degree. I had to go through schooling and that would take me years and years. But then I met my mentors, Don Parrott and Corley J. Banks and they're venture captains, right? They're venture capitalists. They have uh, funds of their own and you know, they're angel investors. And they said, you know, we'll mentor you, Adam, because you've got this experience in esports with video games and uh, of course, right, even though I'm not in university now, right, I'm still getting mentored by them, and they said something very specific to me that's near and dear to my heart, they said, uh, you know, take the opportunity, right, to learn and to grow with mentorship, because this is that one opportunity where, you know, in university, right, you would never have this chance, and it's true, like, I've learned so much being mentored by Corey and Don, where venture capital, venture capital is something that I had no understanding of it before, but now that I know how to grow and scale a venture, I'm thinking, wow, this is something that it's a legitimate business opportunity for everybody if they choose to create a venture, right? if they choose to become an entrepreneur, right? Venture capital is a, leg- is a legitimate path for them if they decide to understand that, you know, the economics and, you know, the marketing, the sales, the psychology of business.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's really cool. I've uh, kind of been in that world only really for the past year. And I thought I knew so much about the way the world worked until I learned about how money works mm-hmm. and everybody thinks they know how money works. Maybe you get taught, you know, how to do your taxes, maybe in high school, but that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. All right. Um, so can you kind of explain what is a venture capitalist for those people who don't understand? Yeah. So
1: venture capitalist in the most simple terms, right? The way we look at the world, it's very different from the mainstream. We're, we're looking at the world in terms of people, right, investments. So when a venture capitalist sees someone who has a potential venture, right, they're an entrepreneur, we say, is this someone worth investing in, right? We're not looking at stats or, like, figures or, like, just the money or numbers. We're looking at individuals, right, people, communities, and how everybody interacts together in terms of economics, right? What are you investing your time and energy into? These are the things which are really important to venture capitalists because we want to grow a venture, right? Create that 10X return of investment over time, over the next five to 10 years. And then we want to invest in you personally, right? And so whether that be through mentorship consultation or whether it be, you know, helping you raise capital, right? For funding in your business or your community, that's something that a venture capitalist will say, let's do it, right? Let's create the desired outcome that you want and it doesn't matter what the number is, right? Venture capitalists all, all over the world, you know, millionaires, billionaires, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, we'll look at your situation and we're going to tell you uh, what we want to help you with. And of course, at the same time, right? We want to create that return of investment for ourselves.
0: Okay. Now for those people who, you know, like this is brand new to them, how do you get into being a venture capitalist? Like where did you start and where where have you come?
1: Yeah, so I started by looking at esports businesses and organizations around me so I would go to maybe the local land center right and I would talk with the business owner and you know I, I wasn't doing consulting at that point I was just learning and I learned about how the land center would work in terms of business operations and over that maybe few months right I had so many connections within people across the world that were using land centers as their business model and I said well how, how do I help you guys? You know, how, I, I go to Lancers all the time, but how do I help you in terms of business? And they said, mm-hmm. uh, help me with customers, help me with uh, branding, help me with uh, trying to negotiate a business deal, you know, for sponsors. And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> and so I had to go online and I had to look at who could uh, guide me, you know, advisors, consultants, coaches, mentors, and all these different professionals who knew how to do these things. And I said, teach me everything. You know, I want to go into a land center and actually know how the business operates and be able to you know, help grow the community.
0: Okay. So in other words, your strategy was you just asked for help. Yeah, exactly. Does that work? It does work. Yeah. Okay. Um, to what extent does it work? Can you kind of like, there's a lot of people out there who don't believe in asking for help or they're afraid to ask for help because they're afraid of that, that horrible word. No. Like what would you tell those people?
1: So I started the majority of my businesses from a mobile phone, right? And I didn't do that because I was super confident and I knew what I was doing. I did that because I asked for help first. I went on LinkedIn, I went on to Twitter, I went on different social media channels and I said, Who are the people who have the resources right either financially or socially that can educate me? And I and I asked hundreds of people. I went to Hitmarker, right? Hitmarker's website where you can apply for video game and eSports jobs specifically. I applied to over a hundred different jobs. I didn't get hired for a single one. And then I realized, "Hmm, if I'm not being hired for these jobs, how do I put myself in a position to be approachable, be attracted to the people who are hiring, these executives and business owners? And I said, why don't I just ask them? And I asked so many business owners, so many executives to actually sit down and talk with me about what they want an employee what they want and someone who's going to help them grow their business and they said be someone who has the resume be someone who has the portfolio be someone who has that experience to if you don't feel confident in your own ability right if you don't feel confident in your own knowledge and experience ask one of us and there are people who are willing to help you in terms of giving you the guidance giving you the job opportunity right giving you that internship which is what i did in many cases that internship where you can just go and get experience and you have to ask them or else you'll never have the opportunity
0: okay so i mean was this something you like ever planned to do or like like what was your plan you said computer science um and you're now in the video game world like how does your family feel about that
1: yeah so this was not my plan i i first started out with computer science because i always wanted to you know have some type of you know either data processing with like big data and having like some type of awesome uh, computer system where I can just crunch numbers and like figure out how uh, you know maybe a big corporation like Google handles all their data that's something that interested me a lot but then I realized there's a point where my family they saw how much time I am spending on video games and esports and they said you know this doesn't align with what you want to do in university right you're studying computer science for a master's degree that's five you know six seven years maybe uh, plus all the internship experience and you're thinking well this is something I want to do with computer science. But at the same time, it's not going to pay my bills for years. And so I had to decide, uh, maybe I take a risk. Maybe I stop, drop out of university, take a a year off and focus on video games and esports, something I actually know, something that I can monetize immediately. And that's what I did, right? I spent a year trying to figure out how do I approach people within esports and video games where I can add value. But then on the other side, my family said, okay, now you're not in university. What do you do for money? How do you make a living? And I told them, I know video games. I know esports. I can definitely add value there. I can definitely go into any type of arena or event and I can show you the economics behind how it would work. And they're like, wow, but uh, how does that translate to money in your bank account? And I'm like, that's a good question. Let me figure out how to monetize. And so I did that over a year. I did that to the point where uh, I actually created my own version of mentorship and consultation where I was like okay well if I need to be an esports business consultant and my family doesn't approve you know what do I do and they they told me uh this is something where you have to decide are you going to pursue education right higher higher education in university or are you going to do esports full-time and I said well it's got to be esports now because that can actually create a living right it's monetizable uh very imme- very immediately in my situation, whereas uh, university, right? I can't monetize that quickly. I can't get a job that I want quickly, and that was the discussion I had to have very early on.
0: Wonderful. Okay, so uh, so you're currently a consultant in the esports space. You do venture capital in the esports and gaming space. Um, why gaming? Like why why that one field?
1: Yeah. So gaming. It's interesting because there's no one direct path towards knowing whether uh, a game's going to change your life or not. Like a lot of people I know that are game developers, they tell me, Adam, you have ability to understand economics and business at a high level, but you never created a game. And so let me show you how that works. And I, and I, I actually look at how these games are developed and I see them. And I'm like, wow, this is so much work. Whereas uh, in other industries, right? Like uh I used to be a very avid dancer in high school. I was dancing at the cultural festival and uh, I love dancing to the point where I I could be a professional dancer if I wanted to. I just need to go to classes and have the network for that to, you know, land a gig. But this isn't something that I'm super passionate about. Whereas video games, you know, I, I love to see the development side of the game and not just the community where people play games together, but also how somebody wants to go from idea to implementation to execution. And then they create this new world, right? Really where people can experience a game. They see these characters that are fun and loving and they understand that you can relate to a lot of these characters on a deeper level. Whereas, you know, with dancing, uh, you know, you're just dancing and that's super great for athletics and uh, really creating a world when you are moving about and that's really fun with people. But on the video game level, you know, to create your own world, that's personable and that's very uh, unique to you and you can really create anything you want. That's something that I've always been fascinated by.
0: Okay, so um, to boil it down, because I'm a simple person, I'd like to boil things down to a couple of words. It's because of your, it's your passion. Yeah. Now, as a venture capitalist, you obviously are working with lots of different entrepreneurs and individuals looking to start something. How important is passion to success?
1: All right, so the passion to success ratio, it's, it's very interesting because uh, the startups that I worked with before, they have a ton of passion. They have a ton of desire, right? To, to focus on their passion. They succeed long-term. And the difference is, uh, you know, five to 10 years out, right? They make exponential growth changes, whereas someone who's not very passionate, right? They don't even have the drive to wake up in the morning and to even work on their business, right? Or to even make these connections on LinkedIn or Hitmarker, right? They don't have the motivation to do those things every single day for five to 10 years.
0: Okay. So, um, I'm sure there's people out there listening and they're thinking, well, that's great for you, Adam. Like, obviously you you have something that I don't, but let's ask, let me ask you, do you have any unique skills that have helped you do this?
1: Yeah. So I first started off learning copywriting and why I learned copywriting was because as a kid, I didn't understand how to actually use communication effectively and how that translated to you know money in my bank account and i always loved marketing and psychology and economics but i didn't understand how that actually works when someone's creating an ad or someone's trying to write a social media post or maybe a youtube uh youtube video title right and so uh i learned copywriting because as a teenager growing up i had an opportunity where i was in a position to work extensively on copywriting. What I did was work on a grant for my teeth. I had uh, rapid rapid palatal expansion. And so it's a surgery where you're going to have this RPE inside of your mouth. They're going to expand it. And it costs all this money. And I didn't have the money at the time as a teenager. So what I did was I wrote a grant to the local city. And I'm in in Provo, Utah. So uh, here, everybody can just go into one of the government buildings and you can go apply for grants openly. And I was a teenager, and so I did that. I wrote on a piece of paper why I wanted the grant. I wrote down all the details, the the specifics about why I don't have the money to pay for it. But I also wrote down what was going to happen once I got the grant, Right, what what, what I'm going to do with the grant, what I'm going to do with my new smile, what I'm going to do with the opportunity that they present to me if I get to have the opportunity. And luckily, they accepted Right, and so I learned. I learned very quickly, just with copywriting. Right, I can get the money. I can get these opportunities, but without copywriting, I wouldn't have been able to get the grant. I wouldn't have been able to have the braces or the operation that I had to fix my smile.
0: Okay, so uh, copywriting being the the written words, right? Yeah. So you're you're studying the written word. You know, the
1: language of emotions.
0: Beautiful. Okay, that's a fantastic answer. That's that's so cool. Like. The written word, like people think, oh, everything's video nowadays or everything's audio or digital. The written word is so powerful still. Mm -hmm. So um, let me ask you a slightly different question. What resources are you using that anybody else could use too in order to follow in your footsteps?
1: Yeah, so I use one resource and it's major because it's helped me with all my development, right? So there's a platform called mentally.co. And all my mentors are on there. So Don Perry, Corda J. Banks, you know, Ashley Ruhun, Catherine McNaughton, I myself, I'm on there. And so this platform is a place where all the top mentors in the world often gather, right? And to provide mentorship. And what happened is I use this platform because not just all my favorite mentors are there, but because they have days where mentorship is free, right? You don't have to pay someone $150 an hour to be mentored by them. You can go and have an appointment with them for free. And so that's what I did early on, and I developed these deep, deep relationships where I I understand uh, on a mentee-mentor relationship level, how can I provide value to these people? You know, how do I uh, talk to my mentor in a way that they understand that I'm very serious and very passionate about being mentored by them? And that's what I did with Mentally.co.
0: Wonderful. So I... On most of my podcasts, I ask everybody if they have a mentor or somebody guiding them, and I, I think this is really the first one I've had so far where like your entire message seems to be that you need mentorship, so this is wonderful. Um, let me ask you a kind of a roundabout way. What do you wish you had known when you first started
1: yeah i I wish I had known that I was just not very educated in terms of business in the real world like of course I went to university, right? Of course I was in a decent business school, but like uh, business school on any level, right? Even if you're in Ivy League, like there's a difference between like researching business and actually doing business, right? And so I I talk with people who are in Ivy League schools all the time, often, right? Because I'm working with high level entrepreneurs and I'm showing them, yeah, I don't have an Ivy League education, but Man, I've, I've worked with businesses, man. I've, I've been there to scale and grow, and I've been there to fail as well with my own businesses. So, uh, the experience part is something I wish I knew I needed earlier, right? Because being in school and researching, that's great. But if you get out into the real world, right, you get an internship, you get a job, like that will take care of all the failures. Because once you have that experience, right, you know what's right, you know what's wrong, and you know what actually works.
0: Okay. I'm going to share a quick story. Cause that, that is so true when I was first in law school, you know, the first year in law school, their job is to get you weeded out. They're just trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. And so I got through the first year and I thought I knew what law school was all about. It's all about studying and reading and just, this is the mind work. Right. But I got an internship that summer working for a prosecutor's office and I got to see how it really works. And I realized that most attorneys are horribly, horribly lazy. And as soon as I realized it's not all of this grind, it's not all of this just pain and suffering, like in law school, I instantly, all my grades just shot up because I was working less. Like I was understanding what the law really was about rather than just learning the bullet points. And it's, it's it's so true. Once you get into business, you learn how it really is. And all the stuff you learn in school, like you're able to separate the stuff that's important from what's not important. So that's like, I I love that point you just made now. do you have any advice for anybody maybe wanting to become a venture capitalist like yourself? What what steps should they take starting from scratch? You need to figure out who you are,
1: you know, what do you want, and who are the people you need to associate with. And so for me, that's that specifically is I am a wandering nomad, right? So I'm not gonna stay in one location very long, which means when I'm working with venture capitalists, you know, I'm gonna be traveling the world. I wanna go meet these people. I want to put myself in a position to work face-to-face with people, you know, whether it be a video call or I'm in mean, you know, uh, event, right, in person. And so that's who I am personally. And what I want is to have these unique, effective conversations with people. And so when you want to become a venture capitalist, figure out, you know, there are a few venture captains who are open to mentoring you. They're open to meeting with you. And if you happen to be in a city where you can meet them, go and meet them, right? Go to an event. If it's free or if it's paid, go to the event, talk with them. They will be more than happy to talk with you about what they do and ask them to be your mentor, ask them to show you how they became a venture capitalist, because the process is very different from what you may see on TV or movies or uh, even in our conversation right now, right? Because the unique situation you may have is you might have to sit down and ask yourself, well, do you want an internship with a venture capitalist, or do you want a job, or do you want to be mentored? mentor, or maybe you just want to have a talk like this. and so to figure out who you want to talk with is very important. And to have the opportunity, you have to put yourself in that position to talk with the venture capitalist.
0: Okay, beautiful. Um, now kind of a nuts and bolts question. Uh, say I want to start a business and like, I have an idea for it, but I'm going to need like, we'll say a um, million dollars. I was gonna say 250, 250,000, that's kind of low. So a million dollars. What do I need as a business owner in order to be prepared to go to someone like you to get that money?
1: Now, understand, uh, for me, right, I will help you if you don't have money right now. I'll help you understanding that you need some type of revenue, at least, right? Because I need to know that as soon as I invest in you, right, as soon as I help you with my own network and my own social resources, when I invest in you, I want to know that you can be able to create revenue, be sustainable, be profitable. But if you can't do that currently, well, then I also need to know that Are you someone who is mentorable? Are you able to pivot your mindset? Because if you don't have revenue now, if you don't have cash flow, well, how am I going to invest in you, right? How am I going to help you get that million dollars when you don't have cash flow? How am I going to help you uh, be sustainable with that million dollars? So focus on the cash flow first. That shows that you have what it takes to actually be profitable. And if you're not sustainable, that's okay, too. We can help you be sustainable. But I need to know that you're able to create a business, right? And you need cash flow for that
0: okay um now how 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 easy is it to get money or how hard is it to get money
1: all right that really depends on the individual right so when you're first starting right as a venture capitalist you want to look at a few key key objectives here so when you want to create this revenue right when you want to uh, get a grant or you want to get investment look at the people who are already successful so let's go someone like let's go with Coralie J. Banks, right? One of my mentors. Coralie often says that you want to find money from people who already have the resources in terms of their network or financially. And it's difficult to get money from an angel investor oftentimes because you don't have an accurate valuation. And so that's on the business level, right? On the personal level. But if you have an accurate valuation, right, then that increases your odds very quickly. And so getting money isn't very difficult if you have an accurate valuation. In fact, Valuation is 60% of the problems in venture capital, right? People don't have an accurate valuation. And so to get that out of the way, first of all, and you come to me and then you, you say, you want a million dollars, right? And then you say you have an accurate valuation, then you say you have cash flow and you're also mentorable and you can pivot your mindset. That makes you a lot better in terms of if I was investing as a person.
0: So something I'm noticing here, and you've, you've kind of brought this up over and over again, it doesn't, you don't really seem to be asking questions about the business. It all seems to be about the person who's running it. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to that? Yeah. So
1: look at a business in terms of the economics, right? You're going to see things like maybe a balance sheet or maybe some type of statement where uh, there's X ROI over this given period of time. And you're trying to do some type of math to understand uh, where all the resources going, right? And anybody can really learn that. Anybody can understand that. And that's very important. And you're going to learn that with economics. You just have to to be in business. But at the same time, uh, to invest in a person, right? It's more than just economics, right? It's about the person as their character, like their experience. And that oftentimes is very much the first indicator to know that someone's worth investing, in, right? If you're going to raise a million dollars with me, I need to know that you don't only understand economics, right? I can hand you this balance sheet and you understand what's happening on the balance sheet, but you can also tell me that you're someone who you're working on your personal development, right? You're working to learn every single day in terms of being a student of business, right? A lifelong student of business at that. So that's very important.
0: Wonderful. Okay. Now kind of getting back to the, uh, e-sports gaming world, where do you see that industry going in the next five years? You asked me this question when you interviewed me. Yeah. It,
1: it's been super fun to, the answer you have and the answers that uh, many other people have because for my my answer well it's very simple it's going to blow up to the extent where people are going to be from esports uh, as a child right on a mobile device all the way up into university where they can draw maybe a city league right or maybe a country league or maybe in the future right we have national leagues for esports and so uh, it's going to grow to the point where I see so many opportunities for people who are young, right not just older people for business or just in gaming in general, but the younger generation where they grew up with the eSports, they see the potential with a mobile device to be either a content creator or a top ranking player
0: okay all right, so um, you've given such fantastic advice today i I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who it's way above their heads. And I, I really encourage everybody to get back here and listen again and again. And, and really mentally.co that's, that's a huge resource, but Adam, for a moment, I want to take a step back and I want to talk about you as a person rather than what you do. Um, because you've had a lot of success. You've, you have clients all over the world and you're, you're doing fantastic things, but I want to, I want to humble you for a moment if I can and ask you, what's something that you have failed at? Because not everybody's successful. We all have failures. I want to hear from you what your failures are.
1: Yeah, so one of my biggest failures, right, is when I was homeless and houseless. My family had actually voted me out of the house. I was 18. Uh, you know, obviously, video games and esports, right, they didn't understand the entrepreneurship. They didn't understand how I was going to be profitable very quickly. And I had to show them, I had to prove to them that it was possible. And so the reason why I was homeless and houseless was because I decided when my family voted me out of the house, right, I graduated from high school, I left, I was living. With one of my friends, right? He was a drug addict at the time. And this is one of my lowest points because I realized my family relationships, you know, those are pretty much done right now. I'm living with the drug addict. What do I do? Right? I'm not I'm not in university yet. I'm I'm just graduated from high school. I'm about to graduate. And I'm only 18. So what do you do with that immense failure when you're no longer connected with your family? You don't have those social resources, you don't have those financial resources. What I did was I understood. OK, I need to ask either my friend who I'm living with, how do I get myself in a better situation? And he told me, if you can't balance esports, you know, video games with your schooling, then you need to choose one of them, right? You need to choose one of them and then go back to your family and explain to them, this is what you're going to do with your path. And that's what I did with the esports and video games. I, I told my family, I will make this work. I know I'm a failure right now. And I know that I'm living with my friend, you know, he's a drug addict, there's all these things happening there but I will make it work and I will study, right? And that's what I did. And that's why I'm a success right now because I put in the time and put in the energy. And even though I was a failure before, right? I didn't have money. I didn't have the social resources. I didn't have the knowledge and experience I have now, but I put in the time. right? I, I told myself, it's okay to be a failure right now. It's okay to not have what you want, but it's not okay to give up, right? It's not okay to look at your passion and tell yourself that your dream can become a reality. That's something where you will end up in this cycle of just being in a very horrible mental state. And I had to get out of that cycle.
0: What an incredible turnaround story. Good for you, Adam. So, um, to continue that line of question, what's, what's something you're not currently good at because you can't be Superman. You're not good at everything. Yeah
1: yeah so there are three things which i I really want to improve on in twenty twenty so the first would be my ability to be more sociable right so like right now i'm I'm just in my room talking with you, and that's all good and i and I can be sociable this way, but uh let's say when I'm at an event, right? I'm public speaking you know i'm I'm antisocial with my personality, but when I'm at an event right. I have to be sociable, I have to be approachable by people. I have to smile I have to tell people I'm very interested in listening to your story and even on the inside if i'm not if I'm not feeling like I want to so, like socialize well, how do I get over that right How do I show people that I can communicate with them even though i'm uncomfortable and that's something wh- which I really want to work on this year because i I realized that being more social right working on my communication being a more authentic human being with my weakness, that's something that's very important.
0: That's fantastic. And I, ha- I kind of had the same issue. I don't normally smile in real life, but I'll tell you on these, these Zoom calls, these interviews, you have to, right? You have to yeah. smile. And I'm finding that it's translating into real life that I'm just naturally smiling more often. <laughs> so yeah. um, so when, you, when somebody does first meet you for the first time, what is something you think they, they misunderstand about you?
1: Yeah, so a lot of people, that when they meet me for the first time, they're like, wow um uh you're very quiet or you're like you're very shy or, uh you you don't usually speak up right you're you're soft spoken but uh i mean if you if you look at videos online or if you see what i I do just in general when I'm mentoring someone I'm very outspoken i I tell people what i what i mean and i'm'm I'm very uh, direct with my communication and so in person uh I'm often just thinking, right? I'm I'm often uh, plotting, right? I'm I'm trying to understand the world and uh, especially economics. So that that takes a lot of the time in my day where uh, let's say if you're walking with me, I want to know, you know, who are you? What do you want? And where do you want to be, right? These these, uh, long-term goals, right? In terms of uh, social relationships. And so I'll think about these things. And, you know, I will not always ask you these questions up front, but I'll be thinking about them and that's what I really do. And people misunderstand that for just me being quiet and not wanting to speak.
0: Okay. Hey, being quiet isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it means you're just listening yeah. and there's far too few people out there who listen. Okay. So, all right. Well, um, kind of my, like my last question really, uh, what's your ultimate goal in life? What are you aiming for?
1: Yeah. So being a wandering nomad, right. I, I want to travel the world. I want to have uh, you know, more adventure, you know, have fun with my family and friends. And I really want to give back because I've never had the opportunity to share all the knowledge and experience that I've I've learned, right, over the past few years. I want to be able to give back to everybody. Whereas, you know, when I was younger, I didn't have a lot of people to uh, help me with what I wanted to do with gaming and and eSports. I I had to learn for myself. So uh, being able to give back to people, especially, you know, middle school, high school, and college, right, I'll be focusing on, universities and colleges very uh very much in 2020 because that's where i want to spend the majority of my time just to understand how people uh using esports to really grow as a person and just to really uh socialize
0: that's so wonderful giving back that's all it's all about isn't it adam
1: yeah it's it's more than just uh money with venture capital right it's more than just the social connections right it's 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 about what uh what value can really bring to another human being. And oftentimes, right? You don't need money for that. You don't need social connections. You just have to show up for them. You just have to show them that you're willing to listen to their story
0: and support them. So wonderful. Thank you, Adam. Now, how do people find you? Where are you on social media? Like where, where do they get to you?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube, right? Adam Mezalea Saleem, or just Adam Saleem. And then you can find me on Mentally, right? Adam Saleem there. You can find me on LinkedIn, Adam Saleem again.
0: Beautiful. All right. Now, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Of course.
1: I've, I've seen the, the content you're creating, Brad, and I, I respect and admire you so much for it, man. How, how did you really, uh, first understand that, you know, the Gamerpreneur was going to be something that you, you just want to focus on.
0: So honestly, it wasn't, um, I, so one of my clients, his name is David Tireman. He's a, a world renowned branding expert and I was doing business coaching and consulting here in Las Vegas and I have these clients and you know I was meeting with him one day and I'm I'm supposed to be coaching him but you know obviously it comes back to you while you're doing it and we were talking about me for some reason and I brought up how you know I've always considered you know really working with gamers and my own coach told me I should do it and I'm, I'm so torn because like I know nothing about the gaming industry. I'm not in the gaming industry. What do I do? And he basically said, if you're going to do it, you got to do it today. And so I'm like, okay. And so I went and I got my domain name that day. I set up my socials that day and I'm like, who wants to come on and talk to me? Like (laughs) I had no plan whatsoever when I started it. Um, Obviously the plan develops as I went, but when I first started it, I was pure passion. Like I, I knew I should do it. It just felt right to do it. And, it's been incredible where it's gone.
1: Thank you very much for your answer, Brad.
0: Absolutely. All right, well, Adam Saleem, this has been an incredible interview. You have just given so much advice and hopefully people understand that, you know, you don't have to bootstrap it. Like there are ways to go out there and find money. You can get in touch with people like Adam here, who will show you the exact path to do it and then put you in touch with the people who have the money to get you where you wanna go. Did I say that right, Adam? Is that true? Exactly right, exactly right. Perfect, okay. So this is not hard. As I've learned in the past year, money is not hard to get. You just have to have a plan and a way to turn that money into more money. As long as you can do like that, you can, you can get capital. So Adam, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome, Brad, thank you. All right, game entrepreneurs, you all take it easy. Hey, if you like this podcast, I'd love to invite you to check out a little bit more about me, Dr. Bradford Carlton, the Gamerpreneur. If you go to my website, www.thegamerpreneur.com bonus, I'm going to give you a free copy of my book, The Warcraft of Business, where I explain my history in both gaming and business and how I brought the two together in order to create some very successful companies and help a lot of people. And all you gotta do is pay for shipping and processing and I'll send you this book. I, I absolutely know you're gonna love it. All right. You all take it easy.